Gentlemen, those that don't identify, unknown unknowns, internet land dwellers, lurkers in the YouTube seller, new subscribers and all, welcome to yet another Chronicles of Cool. Hey, check this out. We got a special special for y'all. Y'all know every time we do a special, I always got to repeat it. We have a special special for y'all. This is a new breakthrough right now in the channel of Cool. And I want to introduce my first Chronicles of Cool guests. Visually, it be the homegirl, Lana. Lana, tell the people what's up with ya. Hi, everybody. My name is Lana. Nice to meet all of you. And I attend the University of Michigan Flint. I'm an aspiring lawyer. And um, I chose to go into law because I realized and I recognized that the system is set up in a way where us as African-Americans are obviously disadvantaged and I'm coming in and I want to help. I want to change, I want to give back and I want to be able to give people hope that there are lawyers out there who will fight for you and will continue to fight for you yeah. if the case is heard. Um, I do a lot of service work around the city. I do a lot of uh, volunteer work, just giving back, helping people. I am the president of the Criminal Justice Club right now. Okay. I, I love being a part of the club and what they have going on at the university. We talk a lot about the system. I brought in lawyers, I brought in judges to speak and police officers. And it's just, it's beautiful to be able to not just sit back, but actually dive into what's going on in the city and being able to talk to everybody and hear different perspectives of how people feel about the system and how people feel about police officers and police reform and things like that. I'm currently a senior at the university. I will be graduating next year. And once I graduate, I will be headed off to law school. Right, right. now, number one law school is the University of Michigan in Arbor. Um, I'm also applied to Michigan State. Um, okay. There's two other law schools that I can apply to as well. So I'm very excited for my journey and I can't wait to be able to um, just help people and just, again, give back and give people hope. I feel like I'm going to be an amazing lawyer. I have it in me. I have the spark in me. I have the fight. I have the knowledge. I have the wisdom. I have the courage. And I'm willing to put myself on the front line for others who are who might be reserved or might be shy. I'm willing to put myself out there and make a change and have right. voice heard and speak on behalf of my fellow African Americans. I heard that. I heard that. So check it. Um, I believe it's it's my belief that uh we need more um we need more black lawyers, male and female. And I believe that um if we could get that influx of uh men and women and that to, to be attorneys at law, then then maybe we can inflict some change. I always reference an attorney on my on my channel. His name is uh Tone. Well, he, he has a YouTube channel. It's called Tone Talks. Um, his name is Antonio Moore. Look him up. Look him up. He does statistics on. Um, he's really. Um, I don't know. Have you heard of Ados? I have not. 
Okay, Eidos is American descendants of slaves and they're fighting for reparations. That's Yvette Carnell and Antonio Moore. Look them up. You might you might enjoy some of that content. Yeah, um, but if, if we do need attorneys on the front lines. I mean, a lot of people. Not, not just attorneys, but I think like engineers, doctors, teachers, we need, we need, as, as black people, we have to step up to the plate and it might be difficult, it might be hard, um, we can't just sit around and wait for change. We have to make the change. You gotta inflict the change, yeah. Community, community has to be that backbone. If, the, if community's not that backbone, then how could you expect change? You're not even, you're not even right within. Is that that's a that's a line? How you gonna win when you ain't right within? Right, Orn Hill. <laughs> true. You have to be right internally. Yeah. You, especially with God, the head of my life and everything that I do. Mm-hmm. With God is very important because without Him, without God, we wouldn't have anything that we have. I hear you. We have to first build our relationship with Him, and um, once we see that, okay, like God you know wants us to be decent human beings he wants us to be good people mm-hmm. and that's what that's that's what we should shoot for whatever your beliefs may be people out in youtube land and um sectorville <laughs> whatever it is whatever your religion is i mean i guess if that's your foundation then um keep that solid and uh what believe right believe we have an interesting topic it's a uh, generational dating and the differences of yeah so what are your thoughts on that firsthand so when you hear that generational dating what is it that that comes to your mind so i think generational dating is a very important topic and it's something that a lot of people should really um dive into and focus on and i know for myself i'm 21 years old and i have not always been into older men. Once I once I turned 18, I told myself I wanted to try something different. I wanted to explore another avenue in dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did just that. So when I turned 18, I started talking to men that were in their 40s. And ever since then, that's what I have been into right now. I'm actually in a relationship with some, with somebody and I have a there's a 22 year age gap between. Wow, okay. So, um, but see, it's something that I'm used to. So it's like, it's not hard for me because I'm mature and I know what I'm getting myself into and I'm stable and I'm able to communicate and be understanding and whatever whatever foundation you need for a relationship, I have that. So it's right. nothing, nothing for me. I, I've told myself always from the beginning, I want to commit. I've never been the type of woman to want to just be single really and kind of just mingle with different people. I've always wanted to just love one one person, mm-hmm. commit to one guy. And it does take trial and error. He didn't just come out of the sky. I have had to go through, you know, different men here and there to figure out what I like and what I dislike. Uh-huh. But as far as, as far as age goes, um, dealing with somebody versus in their 20s versus dealing with somebody in their 40s is obviously very different because of the generations. I mean, shoot, given the gap, you will have to come to some common ground. I mean, give, just given the gap alone. But um, I found um, I, I, I found that uh, a lot of younger women are open to older men. And, you know, I guess it's, it's been that way for younger men to date older women, but I don't know if I can ever, I know back in my day, when I was in my 20s, um, 
I was attracted to, you know, older women, but with the no see with me it was the notion of no, you know, this ain't gonna last. I mean, clearly, I guess when you're up of age, I don't think it's gonna be that the love is gonna be strong enough or you know, the relationship is not gonna be that strong enough because I'm still finding myself. And at twenty, I was twenty between twenty and twenty-five, I was finding myself. So I knew it wasn't gonna last long, so I enjoyed the time that I had. Right. You but have I, to, you have to have a balance, right? So so my whole life has not been focused on men and uh, relationships. That was just my mindset. That if I find somebody, I want them to know that I'm ready to commit. I'm not playing with you. I don't want to just date you. I don't want to just sleep with you. I don't want to just have fun. Right. I'm ready to commit. I want to be in a relationship. Uh-huh. So, but no, my, my whole focus is my education, school, everything. I'm a 4.0 student, honor student. Yeah, let's get it. So, honestly, man, it's really the last thing on my mind. Well, before I got into a relationship, it was the last thing I was thinking about. But, you know, life happens, and I am I am in a happy relationship, but it does take work, you guys. And I want to I wanna stress that being in a relationship, especially I'm in a long distance, too. Right. Oh, it, this is a long distance relationship. Long distance. So, it takes a lot of work mentally. And I think this is another reason why people stay away from commitment in relationships, period, because it takes a lot of work. I have to balance a relationship, school life, personal life, family life. Hey. I, so many things that I have to balance. You know what I'm saying? Do you have any kids? I do not have any kids. Oh, no. you in there. You good to go. <laughs> no, no, but he he has to. But my philosophy is any any man that I, that I deal with, if he has kids, I will take them as my own once we get married. Right. Right. We'll all be a family and I will accept the kids and bring them in as if they were my own and that's that. Do you understand in a situation like that that you're not first priority? As as far as the kids go? Yeah, as far as that happy that that family, that family setting, like you wouldn't be the priority in every not not trying to deter you, but Right. Uh, it, you know, it's funny you say that because right now, unfortunately, and I hope the situation change changes. His kids are not in his life. Oh yeah, um, yeah. For all my viewers out there, baby mama, baby daddy drama. Um, it's, it's a little, it's a little bitterness going on, a little hostility. So, mm -hmm. um, he's not able to really speak to his kids right now or see them. So, Terrible. So his father's day wasn't that great. It was not, no. So I, I would consider myself a top priority in his life as of now. Right, but, right. But as, like you just said, when he does get the chance to see his kids or speak to them, I will realize, listen, like these are your kids. They, these are your girls. Uh-huh. you call me, hey, Lana, I'm with my girls. I'll holler at you later. That's fine. Right. That's okay with me because I'm not going to be with a man who's going to treat his parents. His True that. Love him. your mom. So I need to see that you're a good parent to your girls because if you mistreat them, you'll mistreat me. So he definitely needs to be taking care of his duties as a father before he worries about his relationship, in my opinion. Absolutely. True, true, true. I agree. Same thing with me though. Even though I don't have kids, I need to make sure my school life is good before, yeah. I'm, before I'm running off trying to figure out what I'm doing in my relationship. Because you're still working your life out. And Absolutely. he has to understand but that. I think also another thing I, I want people also to understand is see, you're not his whole world. You're just a part of it. Right, 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 right. Agreed, agreed, agreed. See, you you got it. That's, that's, that's good to know going in because you know, you know the potential 
I wouldn't say problems per se, but like, all right, well, you know, especially with the discipline of the kids, would you would you consider disciplining them? They're probably older, right? They're older. His girls are 16 and 17. They're probably yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 18. So um, as far as disciplining goes, especially with us being in a long distance, I don't know when I'll be meeting them. Uh-huh. That's something that I'll worry about when it happens. I believe right. when we get to that bridge, we'll cross it. I don't like to really worry about like potential issues or stress myself out about something that I know is not going to happen for maybe five, six something years. Right. But I'm not going to take it upon myself to discipline a child that's not mine. I don't believe in that. Um, yeah. But definitely in other people's shoes. And like, how would you feel if somebody did that to your kid? That's the mindset that I'm always thinking. Like, I always think before I do something. I don't ever react off of emotion because it just doesn't end well. True. And that's, um, I experienced that as a kid and, you know, as a grown up, you know, getting in a, being in a relationship with a woman with kids. Um, discipline was never my option. Now I'll talk, I'll talk it out with the kid after they got their ass whooped. But, but um, I say, you know, this is why your mother whooped your ass. <laughs> Other than that, um, in most cases, I, I'll never go, I'll never go against the parents' discipline. Right. Like I don't think she should have whooped you, but you was wrong. Now I wouldn't say things like that. I would say, I would say something like, look. She gave you ample opportunity to get out of your mischief that you was in. You kept going. You got your ass whooped. Sure. You fault. know, as you go through life and as you experience life, you become more open. Right. I don't want to be a closed-minded type of woman. I want to be open-minded. So I was like, you know what? I want to try it. I want to see how it goes. And just so happened, I am now currently with a man who has two girls. And I can say that... Um, it hasn't been the easiest for him because uh -huh. no communication happening whatsoever. But me, being his woman, I am being the most, you know, supportive that I can be. I'm in his corner and he knows that I'm here with him through whatever. I don't know what that feels like because I don't have kids, but I would wish that on my worst enemy. And like, I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you um, grew up with uh, both your parents. I did, yes. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a product of that, not. <laughs> um, so I understand, I understand the, um, the, uh, the mindset of a child without both, both parents. And um, I've, I've actually played the part of stepdaddy and it is hard. It's, it's, I would say it's hard, especially, I would say it's difficult, especially when you break up your relationship and that bond with your kids. Um, at that age, with your relationship with 16, I don't think they really tripping. They just probably want to see daddy happy. Fellas, 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 I've learned through experience, not that I have kids, but I've learned through experience that if you have a solid attorney as a friend and you have kids, you got somebody in your corner, man. You better use that resource. So, um all right this is that's generational gap dating like um I, I often tote the rule uh half your age plus seven i don't know where i heard that from i think it was a movie i heard that rule from and then i looked it up it's actually a rule right half your age plus seven all right cool so half my age plus seven is 27. I, I'm good with 25, 27. Yeah, every, you know, it's, you know, different strokes for different folks. What, what do they call um, older men that's, that, that's with 
younger women. Oh, sugar dad. Uh, I wouldn't call it that. No, I've never done anything like that. So the difference between, so the sugar daddy thing is, right, me being younger, yeah. older, older gentleman, probably in his late 50s, early 60s, and the only thing that I would be getting from him, literally, is like we'd be sleeping together, and then he would give me money. That's what that is. Or he would right. give Oh, that's the sugar daddy thing. Yeah, not that. You, you done pulled yourself an OG. Okay, so um, we also talked about um, how how the generations of dating change. Um, I'm going to share how it was for me, and maybe we can like compare and compare and contrast. All right. So in my day, when I was, you know, back in the day, as a young and dating, we were taught that, you know, you have to open the doors, uh, what, uh, open up the, uh, pull out the chair, get the tab, um, buy the flowers. You got to really court your mate if you want to get where you, I'm talking about old school lessons. You see a puddle, take your coat off, put the coat on. I, I was out in that era. Now, um, there was the, uh, well, there was also the, uh, we didn't have social media. We didn't have uh, Facebook, Instagram, MySpace. I mean, Black Planet came a little later. That was the first site that, you know, everybody flocked to the, you know, treating it like a, uh, a, what is it? Back page or black page, whatever it was called. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. <laughs> but yeah, so we didn't have social media. So we, we, we had to actually approach a woman uh, face to face and engage with her just to get the, the phone number. So now you have, you got IG, you can just hit the DM and now you have dating sites. And these dating sites, I've been doing my extensive research and now the dating sites have a feature where you can go live. I think the game has completely changed. It and has. I and I, I don't think it favors men at all. I agree. I think like you just said, your experience growing up without social media, and actually growing up with courting your lady and getting the flowers and opening the doors and things like that the whole dynamic has changed it has turned for the worst in, 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 in my opinion i do think it starts with the person though see we can't just blame dynamics of dating on social media or this or that i do think there's an accountability piece too like if you know you've experienced trauma or you've been through this and you've been through that you should be looking for a relationship. You need to fix yourself. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I like that. Yes, you I agree. First, because you going through all this other stuff and being toxic and then try to be with a woman or a man, it's not going to end up good for either party. A lot of people look at me and they think like, Lana, like, you just turned 21, girl, go have fun, go drink, go party, go sleep with this person. Like, no, 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 you got the wrong, you got the wrong girl. No, Miss Lana here wants a committed, stable, healthy relationship. I don't know about you, right but now. I am for myself. And at hey. the end of the day, I think your happiness out of anything comes first. And I am happy, regardless, hey. regardless of the age gap, regardless right. of financial stuff, I'm happy. I don't care about money. I don't care about looks. I don't care how good your sex is. Do you respect me? Do you treat me right? Are you a good person? Mm -hmm. We have deep conversations. That's the type of man I'm looking for, and that's what I have, and that's what I'm. That's what I will always go for. This is coming from somebody that's twenty goddamn one. No, not even going. The fact that you're this young and you're like, you're, you're setting your ways so uh, 
but but so mature in your ways is like awesome like check this out though shame on friends that tell you to have fun in your 20s in your early 20s because when you do that and you're having fun in your 20s when you end up 30 and you still having fun yeah. and you decide oh life i forgot all about it let, let me get to it do you think do you think lana that it's almost too late for you to try to go go back and fix what you already partied out of I don't think it's ever too late for anything, but I do think it would be extremely hard and tough. You would really have to focus and put your mind to it. Okay, you're Generation Z, so I'm Generation Xenial. In this day and age, is much more access to dating. I just don't think that everybody's in a mindset of dating. I think, I think my my generation is an absolute hot mess. Again, now the dating has changed because of social media, and all you got to do is. Inbox somebody, hey, how you doing? That's yeah. it. Well, yeah, it's crazy. Nobody wants to meet nowadays. Nobody wants to go on dates. Nobody wants to talk on the phone. Nobody wants to actually plan dates. Right. Nobody wants to put in the effort. And it's sad because it is hard finding a good man. It is hard finding a good woman because I just feel like everybody's kind of giving up. Hey, hey, I checked out. My, my jersey's in the rafters of love. Um, it's number seven. It's up there somewhere. I don't plan on coming out of retirement. I'm good just chilling. I mean, now that I now that I have my own space, it's like my own space, my own time. No, I have to answer to no arguments, you know, no this, no that, no where is uh, who was this on your phone? Yeah. Who was you talking to? I'm glad you said that because I think that's another misconception that people have about relationships. Oh, it's just butterflies and roses. We're gonna be no. No. Trust. Let me tell you something. Every that trust day, is important. Every day is not going to be easy. What I say, this was uh, the considerable.com. This is an old article, but I definitely want to go over it because it definitely um, it highlights the type of uh, generation. And I do want to, uh, in case the folks don't know, we're broken down in a lot of uh, names for our generation. Right? There's millennials, baby boomers. Gen X and Gen Z. I consider Gen Z like the uh, zombie tribe, but here nor there. The cutoff years for each generation is this is what this article is going to cover. Among generations, boomers are easy to identify. You don't say. And millennials have made their mark. But who is a zennial? And where did Gen Alpha come from? and Generation Jones. Hey, wait until you hear that one. The contemporary naming of generations dates back to poet Gertrude Stein, who wrote those who came of age during World War I. You are a lost generation. Nearly a century later, names, labels, and character studies for each generation have multiplied. This is by the numbers. Baby boomers are born between 1946 to 1964. Your grandmother, my mom, you know, the only generation officially recognized by the U.S. Census Bureau began immediately after World War II with people born in 1946 and wrapped up in 1964. These days, boomers are their boomers are in their late 50s to early 70s, many about to be already retired. True. This is Generation Jones. Younger boomers titled Generation Jones to reflect 
keeping up with the Joneses culture. The slang term Jones for desire. Generation Jones is born between 1955 to 1965 and generation x is born 1965 to 1980 and this is my generation zennials born 1977 to 1983 i wanna yeah i wanna kind of tap in on zennials because there's a lot of zennials out here so check this out squeezed and next was micro generation of zennials born in the late 70s and early 80s also known as Oregon Trail Generation. I had to hit on this because I don't know if y'all heard of Oregon Trail. I played it. It's like a, uh, it's like a uh, scholastic game that you play in a pro. It's a program that you play in a computer lab when you had computer class in elementary school. It's a fun game. I thought it was cool. I died every every time, but um, I thought it was cool to have such a game at that age. It was it was our GTA back then. Oregon Trail. Look it up. Um, Zennials had an analog childhood, peep it, and a digital adulthood. So we living it and we loving it. I know, and look, I, I'm um, definitely with the times, every PlayStation that comes out, I'm copping it. And yes, I can play out, beat your ass and some damn uh, 2K, how about that? Millennials were born between 1981 and 96. The older segment of the demographic are well into adult, adulthood. Millennials are also called Generation Y. Why? For following Generation X. Huh. And as the children of boomers, they're sometimes called Echo Boomers. And I believe this is your generation, Lana. Then came Generation Z or iGen, which roughly starts with people born in 1997. They ain't really give too much on y'all. I just considered y'all like generation zombies, but not actual actual zombies. Y'all was just out there. Like you said, you said this generation of dating, your generation of dating is like, Pleh. so this is generation alpha. You might like this because they kind of compare y'all together. What comes after generation Z? Some researchers are using the name generation alpha for kids born since 2010. We'll see if that catches on in the coming years. Many observers debate the precise dates and definitions or decry stereotypes attached to each generation. Nevertheless, their shared values and experience shape education, techniques, marketing strategies, purchasing decisions, work styles, voting preferences, social service needs, entertainment choices, musical tastes, and more. And you cannot deny that. This is technology by the numbers. One of the biggest experiences shared by a gener generation is the technology it grew up with. Boomers passed through childhood as television took hold. They ain't had shit but a radio. Generation X saw computers come into the scene and millennials were born into the age of the internet. That dial up sound that you always heard when you turn that computer on, we ain't got that no more. Um, they also add, but does it really matter? Not everyone buys into the concept of generations, by the way. And I don't think I buy into it fully, but um, like the like the paragraph said prior to, it says, um, many, I'm gonna read this over again, and we can, we can dive right into it now. It said, many observers debate the precise dates and definitions or decry of stereotypes attached to each generation. Nevertheless, their shared values and experience shape education techniques, true. Marketing strategies, true. 
purchasing decisions, I see it every day. Work styles, voting preferences, social service needs, entertainment choices, musical tastes, and more. I agree with all that because I believe things have changed and some for the better, some for the worse. Um, Generation X got to see the birth of cell phones even though there was cell phones in the 80s, it was like, it was, no one was walking around with that big radio on their head. But to see phones come up like in Yah's generation and see what it is now, and now see Yah's access to each other through DMs on phone applications. Like I remember Blackberry had the, uh, Blackberry had a, uh, it had, a, it had a DM app that only BlackBerry holders can have. That, that's the same with iPhone, if I'm not mistaken. Snapchat, uh, Kik, K-I-K, I guess that's what you call it. If that's still in existence, I'm not sure. I can't even keep up. There's a Clubhouse. There's so many, there's so many avenues to access to people. You would think, you would think, you would think a lot of positivity could come out of that, but I would say it's the complete opposite. Right. I mean, but we're not just saying the younger generation on these websites. I mean, we're saying your generation on there too. Right. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. We're, we're saying older people on Instagram. Don't get me started on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter. So it's not, see, it's a melting pot. It's a mixture of all right. generations and all ages. It's not just the younger generation. Even though it started with us, Look at the impact that it's had, but it hasn't always had a positive impact because you can use the internet to your advantage. You can use cell phones and any type of application the wrong way. Yep. And um, I, we're seeing that. We definitely are seeing that. You know, perfect example, the school shootings. There was a point in time where I was reading articles and pe researchers were saying that video games might play a part in the reason why our children are shooting, shooting up schools. So it's it's a lot it really is and i i, I um parents should really monitor what their kids are doing on their phones it's at a young age i really do think they should monitor and just watch what you expose your kids to that's what i'm gonna say i don't have kids of my own but when i do i definitely will be watching you know and exposing them to um pos positive things and not just you know letting them know like oh this is all you have is just your phone like no let's read a book right let's watch educate right. videos uh-uh like let's actually communicate and talk you know like i don't want you to be on your phone all the time 24 7. i would say with with social media and all the apps that we do have that's power and absolute power corrupts absolutely given you know if, if people watched uh hero superhero movies it, you would know that you know there's a responsibility with the type of power that you have so if you if you have the power to reach millions uh what name should i throw out there i'll say gary v gary v has the power to reach millions he does it and he does it in a positive way um let me i i, I could i could flip it there's there's terror there's a bunch of people out in in podcast land or vlog cast land that has power to reach maybe a few hundred but they're not using their power wisely have you heard of kwame brown he's making waves nowadays i have not 
Kwame Brown is a uh, former NBA player who's now on, he's now, he has a YouTube channel and he's blown up in the past month or so. And he's using his power, his YouTube power to educate the people his way. You know, can't shoot, don't shoot the messenger, take the message in. And that's what I think a lot of, a lot of good people are doing. Like I, I would say the channel of cool is doing exactly that. Um, hey, this is this is great. Your thought process as a young 21 year old woman to take in what you're taking in. That's a heavy responsibility. And for you to understand the generational gap, that's a plus. Don't listen to your friends when they tell you to go out and party. You can have fun and party and still be in love with your mate. Right. You need, there needs to be a balance. And I, I definitely, I have definitely achieved that balance for sure. Lana, give the people where your locations are as far as your social media platform. So I am on Twitter and I am on Snapchat. And that's it because even though my generation is with all the social media, Lana tends to shy away from it and stay away. Um, because I believe in actually living my life and going outside and experiencing people and networking and connecting and not just sitting in my phone all day. So um, those are the only two platforms that I do have. And I remember I, I seen you on another platform and I said, hey, I like how she talks her shit. I got to get her on a platform channel with Cool. So follow, tell her Cool sent you, man. And that's how I do.